Welcome to the Career by Design podcast. I'm your host, Prayer. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to design the career of your dreams while feeling empowered. I'll be sharing inspirations and strategies that will help you get results. Hi, listeners. You are listening to the Career by Design podcast. And today we've got a really special guest on. That's Jacqueline Gallo, and I will let her introduce herself. And we're going to be talking all about mindset, being courageous, resilience, and just having that grit. So Jacqueline, I'll turn it over to you to introduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. And it's so amazing that Jacqueline and I met because I also have a career coaching company. One of my missions is to empower 100,000 women. And it's really exciting because Jacqueline is a fellow Hoya as well. We didn't know this before, but we both are Georgetown alumni. And it's just amazing to have another Hoya on the call. It would be great, Jacqueline, if you could share a little bit about your story and maybe why this work is so important to you and how you think about resilience and grit. Yeah. So my story goes back to college, actually. The summer between my junior and senior year, I landed my quote unquote dream job. I'm sure many can relate to having this idea of where you thought you wanted to be in the workplace. And then you're so excited you land the job and then you actually start and you realize that's not quite what you thought it was going to be. So probably two months into the internship, which was just corporate marketing. I realized that this isn't it. And I thought it was it for so long that I felt very lost and very alone. I was deeply seeking clarity. So I turned inward and something that started as a whisper got louder and louder and louder. And by the end of the summer, my intuition was screaming at me saying, you are meant to start a business. I have always enjoyed entrepreneurship and listened to stories about successful people and I found that in so many of their stories, they had this moment where they had a problem and they found a way to solve it. And that's why they launched their company. But my story was pretty opposite. I wanted more and I didn't quite know what more was, but I knew that I wasn't going to find it where I was. I decided, what do I really have to lose? So every morning I would write down business ideas And I gave myself a deadline, which was the first day of school, senior year of college, I was going to pick one of the ideas and start. I picked my first idea, which was to design this plate that encouraged healthy eating. And I worked on it for essentially the school year. And it was a really tough failure. I put $10,000 into it, which I saved up from waitressing at the tombs, which I know you'll know and our listeners who don't know, that's a restaurant at Georgetown's campus. And I borrowed a little bit of money from my parents. And when the plates didn't sell and I realized that people didn't actually want it, I felt embarrassed. The worst part was I was stuck in comparison because all of my friends were landing these really prestigious jobs. And here I was, no job, no success, $10,000 down the drain. This was the first time I really needed to tap into my resilience and grip. I, in that moment, decided it's only embarrassing if I quit. But if I know I want this for my life, I have my whole life to figure it out. I might as well try again. So I tried again. I thought, what a great idea it would be to build an app. And I kind of laugh while I'm saying this now because I hear that from a lot of people. But it was really difficult. The first step was fundraising. So I raised 20000 on Kickstarter. I also won 15000 at a pitch contest at Georgetown. 
even though it sounds like 35,000 is a lot of money, most quotes I got from professional app companies were 100K, 200K. So I went with college students. And long story short, the app also became a failure. We beta tested it with a few hundred women. It was crashing, it had bugs. And I came to a choice of raise more money and fix it or pivot. I felt like there was more out there for me. And I felt even more like a failure. And this was the moment where I really thought about giving up. I wondered what it was inside of me that enabled me to have resilience in that moment. I found this one journal entry. It was very long and very filled with pain. And in that journal entry, I found glimmers of hope. I found sentences and they said things like, but I know I can do this. And even though I'm scared, I know this is meant for me. I realize it's not about being fearless, even though that's a message we've been taught our whole lives. And I do love Taylor Swift, but I have to say, being fearless is not the goal. The goal is to have just a little bit more self-belief than fear. So I created this equation that I call the courage equation, and it's courage equals belief greater than fear. In that journal entry, what I found is that even though I had tons of fear, I had just a little bit more self-belief that I could do it. It really felt like overnight success after that point. So funny to work on something for years and years and then have a light bulb go off and then the magic happens. In 2019, I started speaking and life coaching and I generated six figures in my business, which was a huge win because in 2018, I had only made $11,000 in my business. The rest is sort of history continuing to grow from there. So I look back and I am so grateful for those failures because I know now that I'm meant to be doing the work I'm doing. So whatever you believe in, God, universe, your own intuition, that came to me through failures to redirect me towards where I was meant to be because I'm not quite sure if I would have been able to figure it out on my own. As you go about your journey and you're experiencing failure, know that it is guiding you to exactly where you're meant to be, teaching you the exact lessons that you need for everything you're meant for. And to tap into that grit and resilience, all you have to do is focus on yourself. And Jacqueline, there's so many beautiful moments in your story. So I want to pick out a few that resonated with me because I think for the listeners out there, there's a lot of this having a positive mindset and getting through things and just smiling and putting on a brave face. But I think what's so interesting about your story, and I talk about this in the normalizing failure episode of this podcast, is that you can have both emotions. You can feel defeated and bad and not good and not confident while knowing that there is this greater purpose or this greater thing that you want to achieve. And it sounds like that is what got you through. And that is something that I coach a lot of my clients on is everyone who comes to me, they feel that they have a solid vision in terms of what they want to achieve and what they want to do. But I think it's so important to dig a little bit deeper and ask ourselves that bigger purpose, that why, because that is really what creates success. Just like you said, creating an app, I definitely went through that phase as well about five or six years ago when I graduated business school. And that was the thing to do. You know, it seemed like if 
I wanted to be successful, I needed to launch an app. And so I did all of this ideation and brainstorming and thinking about like what you did in terms of how much capital would I need to raise. And I realized that I wasn't doing it from a place of passion necessarily. It was more like, oh, this is the thing to do. And now I hear this from a lot of clients because I've got a lot of clients who want to work at big tech companies. And when I really push them to answer why, why do you want to do this? It's just sort of like, it's the thing to do. And I think when you just are doing something because you think it's going to be profitable or because it's hot or it's in the moment, it's hard for you to find that deeper self-courage and self-belief. I'm curious, what do you think about that? Do you think having that strong sense of purpose is really what propelled you forward? And do you think that's what's important in creating your true dream life, your dream career? Absolutely. I think that if you don't have that why, it's incredibly difficult to have the resilience to get back up because there's really no reason to get back up. The things that I will say about purpose that I find really interesting and maybe different than how purpose is usually talked about. The first thing is that I found that the purpose I was chasing has shifted and evolved as I have shifted and evolved. So I don't think that we have one necessarily why that is going to stick with us from the second we start until eternity. I think that it evolves as we evolve. And there might be a few, right? Like I have a purpose on why I teach women's empowerment and why I'm so passionate about personal development and going for your big dreams and goals. Like that's always going to be with me. But the why behind why specifically do I get up every day and work on this business when I was 21, that was, I don't feel fulfilled at this job and I want more for my life. And then that why has evolved. When I was 24, it was, I really want to buy my first home. And then when I am now turning 27, it looks a bit different. Like I want to have children in a few years. So I want to think about how my business can like shift in different ways. I think that the thing that's motivating us each day towards that next goal might change and that's okay allow it to change. I think we in society put ourselves in boxes and think things need to be one way forever. And we get really stuck in the all or nothing mindset. And I'm still guilty of it quite often. But it's something I've done a lot of inner work on to really allow it to unfold as it unfolds. The other thing about purpose that I think is really interesting is that in society, it is framed as career. So what's your purpose in the world? What are you going to pursue? How are you going to make a difference in the world? I love career, obviously, and I'm obviously you do too and think it's really important. And I also believe that purpose is not in career, but purpose is who we are. And one way we can choose to exhibit it is in our career, but it doesn't mean it's the only way. So for people who are retired or people who maybe are staying home raising children or people who are too sick to work or people who are children, they still have purpose, even though they're not working a career. So I believe our purpose is like how we show up in the world. So I show up as a light, as a spark for people, as the one to see the bright side and bring that grounding and open energy to people. And I do that in my business and I do it outside of my business. I do it when I am at the grocery store and I bring that energy to the cashier. I think that we all have that and it's different for everyone. Like my girlfriend who's a nurse, I always use her as an example because she has the most like calming energy. And if I am ever in the hospital, I would absolutely want her 
to be my nurse. And she brings that energy to our friendship. She brings that energy to her marriage. She brings that energy to every person that she interacts with. So I think it's really interesting the way we put pressure on purpose. And yes, a hundred percent, I have a why and purpose every single day in my business where I wouldn't have been able to have that resilience. And it's not everything. And when you take some of the pressure off it, make it a little bit lighter, it becomes more fun. And when it becomes more fun and we're less in that scarcity mindset, it actually allows us to thrive a bit more. I loved all of those things that you said, because that's something that I really believe in is that we've got these purposes. Some of it may or may not be fulfilled by your profession or what you do. But again, it is that higher sense of being. And it's really what your essence is about. And like you said, I mean, maybe you're fulfilling that purpose through volunteer work. Maybe you are in a day job and a corporate job, I should say, and your goal isn't to empower women and you're doing it by way of that job. It doesn't have to be about creating a business that empowers women. So I think there's so many different ways to get to that purpose. But the point is that that is what allows you to get up after you've kind of stumbled and fallen. And so what I want to talk about next is what does that look like? When we've tried different things, it doesn't work for us. We're stuck in that feeling of defeat. How do you pick yourself back up? What kind of things do you recommend that people do? And what are maybe a few steps that people can take when they are feeling like they've run out of self-belief, they've run out of courage? How do you shift that? Yeah. The first thing is to lean back into the self-belief. So an affirmation that I love is I am capable of anything I set my mind to. Now, when you say that and you are feeling like a complete failure, it's going to feel like a total lie and it's not really going to work. So instead of just saying it, you want to prove it to yourself. I always recommend when you're feeling really down, this is an opportunity to challenge yourself do something you thought that you couldn't do. It does not have to be related to the goal. In fact, it's better that it's not because it just reminds you who you are as an identity and lets you focus on something else that's not the goal and prove to yourself that you're really strong and really capable. So some examples, you could take freezing cold showers. By the end of it, you realize, wow, I can do hard things. That's another great affirmation. I love using exercise as a tool for this as well. If you are a runner, I always say run one mile longer than you think you can. I have clients who've never run a mile before. And I say, what if you try to run just one mile? And they go out and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did it. It was the hardest thing ever, but I did it. And I feel so strong and so capable. Maybe you want to try, can you do any pushups? Maybe you think I could do five, try 10, five more than you think you can. Same concept, maybe a really challenging workout class. So this is why I go to Soul Cycle because it's so hard. And I think I'm going to die every time. And somehow I get through it. And then at the end of it, I realized this was definitely the hardest thing that I'm going to go through today. So no matter what, if the worst possible thing happens in my business or my personal life, I'm strong enough to handle it. I'm capable enough to handle it. So I believe that these are practices both for the moments when we're really low. I can think of some of those moments and I went and went for a run or I got a cold shower because I was feeling so low in that moment. And I do these also as like daily and weekly practices 
to maintain that mindset almost as like preparing. It's like preventative medicine for the failure. So I think both are important. So that's step one. And then step two, relating it back to the specific area of your life that you failed in. My best advice for you is ask yourself, what is the next step? And sometimes the next step is get a good night's sleep, take care of yourself. It doesn't even have to necessarily be the next step towards solving the problem. But every step you take, when you ask yourself, what is the next step? Eventually, you're going to get closer and closer to the meat of the transformation that needs to occur in that area of your life. And you're going to figure it out one step at a time. And it's so much less overwhelming and intimidating because if you can just ask yourself, am I strong and capable enough to take just one more step? The answer is usually yes. And then with each step you take, all you need is enough self-belief to take one more. And when you look back, you're going to see really beautiful progress and really beautiful resilience. I absolutely agree with everything that you said. And I'll tack on one more thing as well. And I'd like to say, allow yourself to feel bad. And sometimes what I do, especially if it's something recurring is I put a timer on it. I will say, okay, you have 15 minutes to cry about this. You have 30 minutes to feel bad to, you know, whatever every day. And then like you said, then I'll go into, okay, what's my next step? What's my action that I'm going to take towards whatever, or maybe just shifting into something that I know is going to be a success for me, like making the bed. And then I also encourage my clients to do what I call celebrations. So we will every single week that we meet list off everything that has gone well, because we have that tendency to kind of anchor and fixate on what's not working and that failure. And this is to say, hey, maybe these two things didn't go well. I allowed myself to feel them great, but here's the 15 things that I completed or did well, or that went well for me this week. And I think having that perspective like you were saying, is so important of creating those little successes and then celebrating yourself for them. I love that. And it's so full circle because in the very beginning, something that you picked up from my story was that feeling of being able to hold both the negative and the positive. And that's exactly what you shared. And I think it's so important. And I love how you made that so tangible. So if you could leave our listeners, Jacqueline, with maybe just one last thought on resilience and grit and courage, what would that be? You already have everything you need inside of you to achieve the goals on your heart. I believe that our goals and dreams are divine and they were placed there for a reason. And if you don't already have all of the skills, you have the ability to learn them which means that no obstacle can hold you back. Otherwise, that divine desire wouldn't be placed on your heart. So trust that anytime you are feeling like, hey, maybe I shouldn't go for this thing. Maybe this isn't for me. It's for you. That's why it's there. That's why your heart's been whispering about it and the whispers are getting louder and louder. Trust the whispers and know that you are capable of overcoming any challenge that comes along and it's probably teaching you a beautiful lesson that's really going to serve you to be prepared to be the person that's holding that level of success and accomplishments or whatever it is that your heart desires. That's such a beautiful note to leave off of. Jacqueline, thank you so much for being a guest on the Career by Design podcast. And for those of you who tuned in today, who pressed play on this episode, I'd love to thank you and just thank yourself for taking that time to take one little step 
towards your professional and personal development. Thanks a lot. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Career by Design podcast. I hope that the strategies I share today will help you on your journey to an amazing career. 